Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekday Devotion. This is Pastor Daniel, and today we'll be finishing up the letter of 2 John. And we'll be finishing up by reading verses 12 and 13. So turn there with me, if you will, as we read together verse 12 and 13 of 2 John. Though I have much to write you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister greet you. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up here. So here he kind of hints to some things that deal with some hospitality because he's just finished with kind of a warning about not who to be hospitable with. And that would be these part of this cult, this Gnostic group. If you remember from yesterday, those who would come in and be trying to lead the church astray, John commands him, don't be hospitable to them because then you're becoming an accomplice. But here he kind of transitions and even says, look, I want to come see you. I want to come talk to you face to face. So in other words, prepare to be hospitable to me because I'm coming, which in his mind, he expected that to be a positive. He didn't see that as a social faux pas of our day where you might be inviting yourself over. No, this was an honor to them. In ancient Middle Eastern culture and even in modern-day Middle Eastern culture, the, the opportunity to show hospitality is an honor. And so here, John was not being rude by inviting himself over. He was giving them the honor of, of being hospitable to him. And, you know, John didn't, didn't do this arrogantly, but to the church members of the early church, to have an apostle come and stay in your house was an honor of all honors. And so this was a great opportunity for people of the church at Ephesus to be able to to house, to feed, to take care of their former pastor and the last surviving apostle of the church of Jesus Christ. What an incredible opportunity. And notice, though, that John says this will complete our joy. So John just shows how much he really loves the people he pastored. He can't wait to see them. He doesn't want to just write them, although that's better than nothing. He wants to be there face to face. And he says, I have many more things that I want to write you. Um, So there's many more things he wants to talk about. And I just kind of want to end this whole conversation with the beauty of hospitality, the beauty of loving one another is the beauty we have to be able to communicate with each other. Now, we live in a day and age where there are so many available platforms to communicate. But the temptation is if all of those platforms like texting, email, Facebook, Messenger, Snapchat, Instagram, we have so many new ways to communicate. But the temptation is to let those methods of communication replace the best method of communication. And even as far back as John, John knew that the best way to communicate is face-to-face. You know, recently, there were some behavioral science studies done, and they studied the effectiveness of communication, and they broke communication down into three components. You had content, which is the substance, the content of the message being communicated itself. So that's one one component is is content. Another component uh, that they refer to uh, is is nonverbals. Um, like body posture, eye contact, or lack thereof. And then the third is tone. 
the tone of voice that's used. So as they measured effectiveness of communication, they then went back and attributed to each component the percentage of effectiveness that was dependent on that component. So here's what they found. This may surprise you. If you had to guess, how important is content to the overall effectiveness of a message being communicated? Most here would say it's pretty high. I mean, it's the content of the message. It's actual the 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 meat and potatoes, the nuts and bolts of what you're trying to convey. But shockingly, the content only made up 7% of the effectiveness of that communication. We get to tone. Tone makes up 38% of the effectiveness of communication. Then the nonverbals, the things not said, are the loudest, actually. 55% of a message being communicated effectively relies upon the nonverbals, the body posturing, eye contact, facial expressions, the animation or lack thereof, position of hands, etc. Now, if that's true, which I totally believe it is, if 55% is nonverbal and 38% is tone, what are, we, what are we doing then with texting, emailing, social media? We are only tapping into 7% of the possibility of effectively communicating what we're trying to convey. That, in my opinion, is not loving. Love wants to make clear. Love wants to communicate effectively. So John had it right. John wanted to communicate face to face. He wanted to communicate so they could see how much he loved them. So they could hear in his tone of voice what he was conveying and how much he loved them. That would make his joy complete. How are you doing in communicating? When you tell your friends, how are you communicating to your friends, to your family, that you love them, that you're there for them? And especially when you have those tough conversations, those awkward conversations, are you trying to do those through a letter, through an email, through a text? Let me just encourage you in all practical manners and sense, don't do that. If you have important truth to convey, important things to talk about, do it face to face. Sure. It might be a little more risky because they're going to see your nonverbals. They're going to hear your tone. But let the Spirit of God fill you and lead you. And as you have important communication, do those face-to-face. I pray you walk t- tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you next week.